go. What are, are we going to? Uh, we're going to a ball. What's going we're on? Going to a ball? No, it's what? just what's a cute up with dress this dress in my rental box. I'm just making sure my bra's not hanging out. Um, yeah, no, it, it feels like we're going to a fundraiser. Does it? It's just yeah. a, it's just a sweater dress. Uh, you know, just this it's whole just thing. Little, this it's whole just thing. A sweater dress and some cute ear earrings. Well, you look very fancy, and I'm I'm wearing joggers. Is that what they call them? Joggers. Um, you look very fancy too, Mr. Steve Trevino. Well, I I hate winter. I hate it. Because then you actually have to wear uh, clothes more than a tank top. Yes, I no. hate. I don't. I, I shouldn't say I hate winter. I mean, I I just my favorite is summer. Yeah. My favorite season is dead of summer. Letting the hot, armpit hot, hot, hair hot, hot. all hang out. That's yep. how you like it. Hot, 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 hot. I like it. People complain about, oh, no, don't get me wrong. Phoenix hot, no thank you. Oh. Phoenix hot, Vegas hot. You can't even go outside. But my hair does good in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, that what you're thinking you about? So much? Yes. Um, I always have really good hair in Vegas. It's not frizzy and froey. Even when I want to make it curly. But you don't like summer nice. like I like summer, right? I don't. What I do you don't. Like? It, it reaches a point when it's like too freaking hot to even wear clothes. Like you can walk around with your armpit hair hanging out and like have a nip slip. No big deal. But God forbid, like a woman do that. You can't just, you can't. I don't know. Nowadays, these women just pull their titties out and feed babies everywhere. Oh it's my nowadays. gosh, that's completely it's, different. That's miserable too, I mean, having to do that in you, the heat of the day, a child attack you, touched you, to your boob. You have boob, like four like friends that there? are breastfeeding and it's the most, un- like, <laughs> they're just whipping them out. Just And I'm like, okay, well, there's a tit over there. Like, <laughs> No one invited you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but but I, I love summer and I don't know. And I mean this by no disrespect to anybody because I know they love their town. I don't know how people do it in the Chicago's and the Boston's and the Detroit's. And it, I just, I can't. Yeah. I'm there for, you know, two, three days. And I'm like, well, and it, what, what, what? Your ears feel like they're going to fall off. Well, what really sucks too is a lot of times, like I was in Kansas this, this week. It's super cold this weekend. And then it's, okay, I'm going outside. I bundle up. And then I get in the car and then I'm hot. Oh yeah. You take you all shit off. In the car. And then yeah. you get out and you go into the thing. Now, where do I put my coat? Now I got to put my coats. I mean, I, I, it's just the whole thing. And, and Rick, I don't know how people do it, dude. You, you being a Detroit guy, you know, and, and, and I understand why, why older people, when they retire, they go, we're going to fucking Florida. Yeah. Because all the, all the snow days I had in my lifetime, I need to get them all back to sunny days. <laughs> so then every day is a sunny day in Florida. They go to Florida and then they get all their sunny days. But back. it rains all the time in Florida. Well, it, it's it rains. tropical. Yeah, it does rain in Southern Florida daily, but then it's sunny again. Yeah. Like a storm will roll in, it'll rain. And it's then, just humid all the time. My hair does not do good in Florida. I have really bad hair in Florida. But it's, um, I, don't know, I don't know how we started talking about seasons, but. Maybe was it freezing in Kansas where you just were? Is that what it is? It's cold here. Well, the, pa- the, cold the, here the past too. two weeks for me have been, you know, Cleveland, freezing cold, Detroit, freezing cold. And then I have to go back. And then here, here is. We weren't really that. I mean, we were warmer than you were at home, but it's still cold this weekend. But, but what I love about Texas is it does get cold, but then it's hot again. Yeah. And then it'll be cold in the morning and then it's hot again. Yeah. You know, so how do we get um, to you bitching about the weather again? Why are we here? I don't know how we ended up there. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea how we ended up there. Um, but anyway, I am I am really happy. 
because, um, and I got to check, but yeah, Aztec Chevrolet, as you know, I ordered my very first brand new vehicle uh-huh. and I really hadn't had a chance to drive it because I bought it and then I wanted to make it a little, um, um manlier is that what well, it is more cooler cool, hipper, yeah, more hipper. Cool, you know a little um yes a little more hip right um so luckily <laughs> you know i'm really good friends with with john frost and down in corpus christi texas and i don't want to mess up the name of his um rap place that's oh, right. premier that. raps that's right premier raps and signs in corpus christi texas they wrap the vehicle we it looks a, pretty cool. We put a small little lift on it and it got here. Is that small? Here. Is that considered a yeah. small lift? And then we got here. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a like big, I like to keep things very close to You stock. don't need a monster truck? No, I don't need a monster truck. But it is the wrap on it is called gunmetal. I think it's and like it's gunmetal. it's cool. Yeah. It's like a slate, but it's like a shiny slate. And then we blacked out the grill. We blacked out the windows. I mean, it just looks... So cool. So I was so excited. And then I, I just, I couldn't stop staring at it. Like I just kept, <laughs> and then I, you know, I'd walk away from it. You know, I go run, I ran errands today. In it, I was going to say, I feel like you went and found errands to run today just so that you could drive it around. Yeah. I'm like, did you notice me? Did you notice me? Did you see somebody give me a thumbs up? <laughs> it was so cool. So, uh, John Frost and the crew over there at, at premier raps, man, classy guys. And, and, and by the way, got it done in like a week. Yeah. I mean, it was quick, so it, it looks beautiful. I'm so I have a um, the guys at Aztec Chevrolet gave me a GMC jacket. I mean, uh-huh. when wearing it, GMC owner here. Hi, how are you? How are you? <laughs> yes, yes. I have the Yukon XL. Yes, thank you. So that was exciting. And then um, you you had a it was a rough one this week. Well, I was gonna say the car got here this weekend, but you weren't here. And Garrett, we went to run errands yesterday to buy Garrett a goal a, a fish, not a goldfish, a beta fish to buy Garrett a fish. And he was like, Mom, let's take the new car. And I was like, one, I'm not putting a stinky fish or fish water <laughs> in your father's new vehicle. And two, I feel like I need to test drive this big old bus around the neighborhood a couple of times before I get well, behind the wheel. It's inevitable. You're going to wreck it. And then we'll write jokes Don't about it. Don't say that. Don't say that. Um, Don't jinx it. But, you know, this week was just, God, man. And, 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 and I realized... The, the, I was, this is what I wanted. I was thinking about this today. I'm like, okay, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? So Wednesday, had to do a corporate gig in Miami. Woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Caught a plane. Went to Miami. Got to Miami. Ate lunch. Checked into the hotel. Showered. Did a 4 o'clock show. Back on a plane at 9.30. Well, you had to change your flight because you thought you're, you're, you were going to perform late. later. Yeah. So you weren't going to fly back till the next day, which honestly would have been even worse and brutal, I think. Oh my God, I it would have been way worse, dude. But, I would have lost a whole half a day. But thank God you were actually able to get on a flight that night and just come right back. So I got, and then of course my flight gets delayed and I'm like, mm-hmm. shit. So I don't get home till, I was literally gone for 24 hours because mm-hmm. I got home like at, at, at 3 a.m. And I was like, oh my gosh. Then... You know, and then what sucks, I didn't get to take Garrett to school in the morning, which I really, really enjoy. Yeah. And that's our little time together, you know. So I missed that. Got back Thursday and then boom, turned around Friday morning and had to fly out to um, Kansas Kansas City. Kansas City. And it was just a brutal week. And I, I, you know, I, when I'm at home, I do so good with my food. 
I do so good with my exercising. Yeah. You know, I, I'm watching what I eat. I'm making sure that I'm active and, and exercising. And then I go on the road and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. I just, you know, I just, I, 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 I love being on stage. I love it. I love being on stage. I love making people happy. I love talking to the people. And then afterwards, I'm so, it's so lonely. And then I, I go to lunch and I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing the nachos. <laughs> I'm doing, you know, and then I don't feel like working out. And, and I just realized that, that psychologically, there's got to be something going on, right? Where, yeah. where I'm not as, as. You're not motivated. Enthused, if you will. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I just. Rick, do you run into that where, where when you're on the road working that you, you just don't have, it's different? for a short time it won't be that bad well one you don't have a kitchen like that's hard as it is yep you don't have you don't have access to a kitchen i know some people who don't travel as much as you do so it's easier but they find they like seek out a meal like a pre-prepped meal delivery service for the city that they're going to so that they just have no, meals it's, delivered it's, i don't I, for whatever reason i make bad choices yeah. It's, I make bad choices because I'm in. Because <laughs> I'm not there to whisper in your No, because no, I make bad choices with you're you. You're with me on the bad together. choices. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah. there's no excuse. The comedy club always has a good restaurant and they will make me I was, whatever I want. That's what I was going to say. I, but, but I feel like typically when we're on the road together in the evenings, we do eat well because we know the comedy club will put something healthy together for us. Right. And then, but, but, I, you know, I'm staying in nice hotels. And the restaurants in those nice hotels are nice and they have a nice menu of healthy shit. And then I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing lot. I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing mac and cheese and I'm, do you know, so I don't know what, whatever it is. And, and I need to, I need to make myself be, be more disciplined on the road. Yeah. You know, had a great weekend in Kansas city, but I gotta, they it added shows. It, but show. that also made it feel like a long weekend. You were there from Friday to sun, two shows on Sunday. You haven't done two shows. No, we on just a did Sunday. one. Oh, okay. We just did one, but we could have added another one, but I, I'm also at the point where unfortunately for me, my, my voice just cannot handle um, that many shows. So we did not add another show because then I come home, my voice is all raspy yeah. and I'm not feeling well. And I just said, all right, I'm not going to add any more shows. Next time we do Kansas City, you know, we'll plan to um, either do the improv and have multiple shows on the same day or do a theater because it just, it makes for a rough week. And, yeah. And, and, then, and then I, man, I have not been, I have not been this mad um, in a long time. Mad? Oh my God, I was pissed. And, and I'll tell you what happened. Saturday first show. Uh-huh. Sold out. Now keep in mind. I was going to say, Steve Matt is kind of scary. So I'm like bracing myself for this story. No, I behave myself. But um, keep in mind that the Kansas City Chiefs were playing. Yes. Okay. And they were playing. I think their game was like at two o'clock. Okay. And the whole town is into it. I was like, going to say, that's like a big deal, right? Big deal. Yes. The, okay. The women, the men, they're all dressed in red. And, yeah. And they're With all their Mahomes about, wig, right? right? I don't even watch so, football and I know it's a thing. After the, actually the game ended while people were watching it in the showroom. So it was like game and then show. 
Oh, so they had the game playing at as people are filing into right. the showroom. Okay, got it. So I think, and, and also this is part of the manager's theory too, I think that people were drinking and partying all day, all day watching the game, hanging uh -huh. out. Yeah, for sure. So I, I walk on stage and first of all, there's this really good looking uh, pair of couples, uh -huh. right? Front row. And she's already kind of talking to her husband and talking to her husband and uh -huh. big distraction. So, and I'm always polite. I said, Hey, I go, Shh. you know, that's all I had to do. And she was like, Oh, oh like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Didn't have another problem from her behind her caddy corner. Oh my God, this woman would not shut up and just kept talking and kept talking. And then, you know, I'm trying to ignore it. Right. Uh -huh. But then everybody around her is doing this number like the annoyed. And, you know, you know, and, and annoyed and, and, uh -huh. and I just, I couldn't get the audience you to pay attention. You see it all happening from the stage too. No, no, you no. See but, like everyone's reaction to her. But yeah. And it's, I see it. And then, yeah. and then because everybody over here is reacting, all the people on the other side of the room are now starting to do like, like what's going on over there? You know? And then she's fucking talking and she won't shut up uh -huh. and I can't get the crowd. I fucking can't get them. I mean, they're laughing. Which you usually can. Like. I mean, I don't think the, I mean, after the show, people came up like, oh my God, amazing show, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I, I know the show that I can deliver. Yeah. You know, and, and I take it so personal. I take it so personal that this is your date night out. Yes. And I am here to perform for you. Yeah. And I am here to give you the entertainment that you paid for. And deserve. And that's an element right? of it that is out of your control when someone else ruins the experience for the rest of the showroom. She would not shut the fuck up. And then and then finally But what does security do? Nothing. So that's once it when it when it becomes that much of a disruption, that's when like security so then, to step in. So then finally I stop the show and I go, I go, hey, I go, you and by the way, this is how much they were talking. I stop the show, I go, hey, everybody gets quiet, but them. Still talking. I'm like, excuse me, I'm talking to you, still talking. Not a care in the fucking world, not paying attention to at all what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Right? Still talking. And, I, and then somebody finally goes, he's talking to you. So then she turns around and I go, I go, I go, listen. I go, honestly, I don't care if you don't want to watch the show. Really. I go, I don't. I go, so if you want to have a conversation, I go, you can do that in the lobby. I go, or join us in the show. Polite. Oh, but it feels so, so shitty to have to call someone out like that. It's the worst. But I was so fucking distracted and I was so mad that I was not giving the audience the show that they deserved. Yeah. Right? And she's clueless. So then she starts like talking back. Oh, so what did she say when you told her you can go up and go to the back? Like, she's like, okay, okay, do your show. <laughs> and I go, okay, but I need you to be quiet. So then I try to, I go, I go, sorry guys, where was I? Try to get back into the show. She does starts talking again. And I go, are you really talking again? I go, really? Security's just standing against the back wall, like watching this whole so time? So finally I go, where's on? security? Yeah. So then finally, Timmy's already trying to get security. Yeah. Security finally comes in and, and talks to her. And, and she's like, I'm just talking to him. And I go, okay. I go, we're going to be quiet. Thank you. She goes, no, thank you. <laughs> I go, no, thank you. She goes, no, thank you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my fucking God, right? I, I had to completely bail on the last part of my show 
and I had to change gears and do a different bit than the bit that I wanted to do. Yeah. The show that I had planned for the, for the people. Yeah. I had to completely shift gears, go into another joke. And, and I was just like, motherfucker. So then finally, I guess she gets kicked out. Uh-huh. Okay. Now there's an entire group of people in the outside waiting to come in. Uh-huh. So a, a guy and a, and a girl that, that I met in Des Moines, Iowa, who have been supporting me anytime I'm in Des Moines or, or anywhere near that area, they always come. Yeah. You know, I have their number. They always shoot me a text, you know, which by the way, thank you for the gift. They brought us a gift. Um, they're outside uh-huh. and the lady goes out there and she's telling the whole line, don't talk to the comedian. He's a fucking dick. He'll kick you out. He'll kick you out. So then my buddy's texting me going, Oh shit, dude. I don't know what the fuck happened, but this bitch is out here yeah. complaining about, you know, and he goes, I know, I probably know, you know, I probably know that she was in the wrong, right? Yeah. God, I was so pissed. I get off stage and I'm, I, I mean, I really had to keep from fucking reaming everybody. Yeah. So of course I get in the green room, manager comes in right away and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Which by the way, staff, amazing management, amazing. Yeah. Good, nice people, right? Hardworking. They deliver a good experience. So by all means, I'm not talking bad. They just missed the mark here, right? Yeah. She comes in. She's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And I go, I go, I go, she should have been fucking talked to forever ago. Yeah. It shouldn't have gotten that far. You know? And then Tim came in. I go, Tim, I go, you need to fucking step up. Yeah. You need to make sure this shit doesn't happen. And then I'm like, Dave, get your ass in here. Yeah. I go, were they talking during your show? And he was like, yeah, a little bit. I go, you're the opening act. It is your job to stop that shit. Or at least, yeah. a, and the, or alert people, it, yeah. alert people when he gets off stage back in the green room that she uh, might be a problem. They might be a problem. I, I was mad because I was sad because I, I desperately want to deliver the very best show that yeah. I could deliver for the people who spent good money. And I, I just, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I couldn't do it. And it fucking bummed me out. So How was, was the second show after that? Well, like so, crowd wise. Oh, well, let's go back to Friday. So Friday, um, Jared and Angela, my high school friend, showed uh-huh. up. And, you know, they're, they're, she's such, she's funny. She's so classy. Her husband, what a great dude. Uh-huh. You know, and, and they showed up and they were like, you keep saying that we're going to hang out. And every time we come see you, we can't. Today we're hanging out. Right. And I'm like, all right, we're going to the casino. Let's hang out. Let's have a good time. You yeah. Know? And it made me think of you because um, Felix also had a, a friend and his wife has a, they both have a, I don't know, like a three-year-old. Uh-huh. Right. And we're going to the casino and she's in the back just falling asleep. And I go, I totally get it. <laughs> I go, she's like, I'm going to bed because they did get a room at the casino. Uh-huh. She's like, he can gamble. I'm going to bed. She's yeah. like, I'm exhausted. So Angela and Jared came out. We hung out. And I feel bad because at one point I told Angela, I go, we, we didn't even take a picture. And then we never did. Yeah. You know, but I, I just love them. And, and they're just so great and classy. And it, uh, she was telling me this story. Oh, my God. Renee, I ain't ready for this. What? I'm not. So they have two kids at K-State. Uh-huh. KU. I don't want to fuck it up. They're going to get mad. It's a big deal. It's a big deal? There. I don't know. Okay. The, in college. Mm-hmm. Well, they had come back from college and they asked their parents, can we have a party? Yeah. Right? Okay. And they're like, sure. So <laughs> Jared's playing beer pong, having a great time. Angela said that she tried to hang out. She was having drinks. And she was, by the way, really weird having drinks with your kids. She's like, it's, 
She's it's cool, but it's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess that's kind of one of those milestones in life too that you have to, uh-huh. to go through, right? Um, so then she goes, I'm, she's like, go to, I, she's like, lay down to go to bed. She goes, outside my door, my daughter is getting hit on. And this boy will not stop. And he's hitting on her and he's trying to talk smooth. Uh-huh. He goes, she goes, and then the worst part is now my daughter and them, are, I can hear the whole conversation. And now she's telling him things that she's done in college. And, you know, I did this and I did that. And she's like, I didn't know any of that shit. She goes, and it took every bit of me not to go out there and be like, stop this shit, right? <laughs> there's like, well, no, no, because like, there's a party that's like, well, how much more are they going to say? Like, I want to hear, I want to get most of this story. But, but, but uh, you then, know, she's like, she's an adult. She can handle herself. She's in college by herself. And then she did say that she managed to pretty much not hook up with this kid, right? Uh-huh. And, and manage the conversation. Oh, I don't know if but, I could stop myself from stepping in. Oh, my I, God. I, I'm, I'm the mom who would overstep. Well, at, she sure. did say that at, at like four in the morning, she came out with free range titties, the whole thing. And she goes, <laughs> yeah. she goes, she goes, I had to go full mom. Everybody's going to bed. Yeah, Party's fucking it. over. We've had a good time. Yeah. Like, that's it, right? <laughs> Yes, yeah. I don't know that I would have lasted till four either. Oh, but she was telling me the story about her daughter getting hit on. I'm like, oh my god! Like, but but you know, when when you have those, my immediate thought was, as a parent, and I think Angela made the right decision. Let her handle. It. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. As a parent of a daughter, you have to raise your daughters to be fucking scrappy. Yeah. To be tough, because you're not going to be with them their whole lives. You're not going to be with them as in long college. as she's safe. She's safe. in your home, right. and you know she's safe, and she can bang really hard on your door. You know, like yeah. you said, bang, Renee. Don't ah. don't say don't say bang in this situation. Um, no, but it, but it's it's you know if you have a good looking daughter, and I don't know what what her daughters look like, but I'm sure they're good looking girls. Yeah, they're going to get hit on. Yeah. And guys are going to hit on them and guys are going to, you know. And try. some are going to be more aggressive than others. Right. And, and, yeah. and yeah, yeah. You, you're not going to be there to defend her. You're not going to be there to stick up for her. I mean, you were 17 years old in NYU, New York City by yourself. You have to be able to stick up for yourself. Yeah. You know, and I've always felt like you've been very good at, you know, putting bitch face back at him, you know? Because <laughs> I watch you get hit on and it lasts like fucking one minute. Like, I'll, I'll see a dude walk up to you and then you just kind of... You give them that look and they're just like, ew, okay, this ain't happening. And they fucking leave. But but is, is that something that's taught? Is that something that that you just have? Just yeah. my internal disgust all the time. Yeah, I mean <laughs> But but you know, Angela's telling me this story and I'm like, oh my god, like I don't even I don't even know where to begin. Which by the way, loves you. Uh-huh. You know, I couldn't even tell her, like we're trying to talk. I can't tell her anything. She's like, Oh, I already know. She's like, Oh yeah, you guys are redoing the casita. Yeah, I already know. <laughs> and oh my god I love I love what Renee did with this and oh my god how cute is this and I'm like well fuck I guess I can't tell we can't talk about my life or your life uh, so but so then they came to the casino and hang out and then Saturday um, second show you know I got fired up and I was like I'm gonna go out there I'm gonna have a great show powerhouse and I'm gonna perform the shit out of this show because and I and I told the audience what happened yeah you know and I told them that Man, and they really cheered me up. I stuck around a little bit. And, yeah. And, and, you know. You told them at the top of the show, like, this just happened first show. Yep. It was really shitty. I'm trying to shake it off. Yeah. I did. And and I was just, and the thing too is something like that hasn't happened to me in such a long time. 
you know, and, and by the way, the woman, well, in the that's f- what I mean. I have seen you deal with someone who's too rowdy and you usually get the crowd right back and they feel like an ass for being loud. And it, it was it so going. awkward. The whole room was, and then, and then other people were like, thank you. Like other people sitting around, I'm like, thank you. We're trying to watch the show. She won't shut the fuck up. So then they're mad and they're uncomfortable. I mean, it was just a bad situation. And, and you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't go off on the staff, even though I wanted to. Yeah. Because again, the manager walked in like, like she walked in like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get reamed. Yeah. Which by the way, that's all I needed. What do you mean? For her to be aware. Oh, gotcha. Right? If she had not ran in there with the, oh shit, we know we fucked up face. Mm-hmm. And I had to go get her over here. That probably would have been different. Yeah. But the fact, and that's what's what I think is the difference, right? Well, it's hard. I think because I, I have seen that situation go down a couple of times. And in that someone gets too rowdy and how do we handle it? And I've seen it handled really well. And I've seen it handled poorly on the part of the staff and it can go from one to the other so quickly. It can go from, oh, this person's going to get it together and Steve's going to get it under control and the show's going to keep moving to all of a sudden like, oh, holy hell, it's just got real, real bad. And if the management and staff are not all on the same page about what the escalation levels are and when you immediately jump well, in and how you jump in, it's hard to navigate. Well, my thing is that, and, and when I worked the door at the Addison Improv, I was on it, right? I was always paying attention to the crowd. If somebody was even talking a little bit, you know, and even when the checks drop, if they're talking too loud, I would go over there. And and, I, and the, for most people, you just go, and they'll go, oh, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, most yeah. people, right? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not... Aware, sorry. Right. right. Much like the girl in the front row. The girl in the front row, I was like, hey, shh. And then you could see on her face like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, I think that goes back to, to also, and I don't mean to compare management to my kids. I don't ream Garrett, my son, if I could tell that he knows he did wrong. Right. Th- there's no if, sense If there's in, some remorse and... Yeah, if I could yeah. see Garrett go... Hey, I'm aware I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. You know, I, there's no sin and, and, and no offense to my parents, but they were the opposite. Like, I already feel bad. I already know I fucked up. Do we need to spend the next 30 minutes? Let me have it. Right. Letting me have yeah. it, you know, and the same with the staff. Right. So when she walked in and she was like, she's Steve, I'm so sorry. And I go, I go, I go, we got to take care of that. She goes, I know, I know, I know. She says, it won't happen again. Right. I go, no problem. You know, but I think some comedians, you know, they fucking lose it. And it's like, dude, there's no sense in losing it. They already know they fucked up, right? So why, why, why what's the point of, yeah. do you feel better now? Yeah. It's just hard because we also live in like, uh, in a post Will Smith slap world, like, you know. Ain't nobody fucking slapping me. There's I'm gonna tell you this, that right this now. line between being on the stage and being an audience member has become very, very blurry. I have two hands. I have a head. I have... I have a head. You're yes. a headbutt somebody. I have, you I have plenty of things to hit people with. <laughs> I have a stool. I have a mic stand. No, if you're if you're if you even walk on my stage, I'm fucking swinging. Yeah. There's no. There's no. You know me. I don't fucking. I yeah. don't. You don't deal with with aggression. I don't if deal, someone yeah. approaches you aggressively, you don't deal with that I, well. I was bummed for the audience. 
Yeah. You know, and, and I have, I have some hecklers that are the, I call them the positive hecklers. Oh yes. When they repeat the yeah. punchline yeah. of a joke. So they love me and they, they just don't know how to love me. Yeah. She but, wrecked your truck. And right. like, I wrecked his truck too. You know, that, that kind. So they're engaged. Yes. You know, and you feel they, bad for them because they're having such a good time. So you don't want to. They, they're the ones you don't want to make uncomfortable. They're like really enjoying it and having a good well, time. And, 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 and I believe this wholeheartedly. People drink more at comedy clubs. Oh, for sure. Because you're for having, sure. your endorphins are going. Uh-huh. You're having a good time. Uh-huh. You're sitting down. You're not standing up. Yeah. You're laughing. You're having a great time. There's a full drink in front of full you drink. at all times. Bring me another one. I'm having a great time. Yeah. And I think that some people get a little too drunk, which by the way, um, and I loved it. Second show Saturday, I've got, and the, the guy's older. He's probably, I would, if I were to guess in his seventies, uh-huh. right? Very well put together. And you know, they have money cause his wife was very well put together. Right. Uh-huh. Poor guy was asleep and his wife was laughing, having a good time, you know? So, and this was Friday night. I was going to say Friday show. probably after he like worked all day or yeah. something. So poor guy. I mean, he's there. She's laughing. At the end of the show, I order my crown on the rocks. Uh-huh. They bring me one. And I tell Dave, I go, bring me another one. So they bring me another one. I go, hey, this is for you, buddy. <laughs> he woke up. I go, you deserve a drink, dude. I go, you're husband of the year. <laughs> Sitting there asleep. I go, because by the way. By, and people started clapping because other people knew that he was asleep. Uh-huh. right? I go, by the way. Had he, had he been laughing and she was asleep? Uh-huh. Everybody in the audience would be like, take her home. <laughs> that poor girl. I knew you were going to say that. Right? I knew you were going right to say wrong? that. Yep, I don't know. People, people, would don't be like, know. people would be like, what a dick. Take her home. She's tired. Why are you still here laughing, having a good time? <laughs> Well, she's just, well, she's just I don't know. Come as on. long as it's not a disruption to the show, it's no big deal. I, sometimes I'm asleep in the back at your shows. <laughs> yeah, then I call her up and she has to put herself back together. Come on. Um, but I just, I gave the guy a drink and, and, you know, he was like, he gave me like a, you know, thank you, you know. Um, and then she came up afterwards and she, she just goes, oh my God, you know. She goes, I love you so much. And yes, my husband's a sweet man. And he knew how much I loved you. And he was so tired, but he came anyway. And I was yeah. like, yep. I go, that's a, uh, you know, uh, again, if it was the other way around, that shit ain't happening. And I would love for people to chime in. I don't know. I have I pretty have a very um, clear memory of being in Vegas this last time and like falling asleep at a slot machine being like, babe, I got to go up to the room. But I was with you and I went with you to bed. I was with you. <laughs> Your heart was with me. <laughs> I was with you. Hanging out. Um, old Salt Coffee. Got to thank them really quickly. Uh, we love them. Thank you We're so running much. low on our... We had like a huge stash actually this morning when I was making my coffee. I was like, we got to replenish our supply. I miss that coffee on the road. I yeah. miss it. I really, really miss it. And of course, pick cherries. Yes. We're doing so well. Yeah. Yes, we're we're kicking ass with pick cherries. Thank and you. And it's guys. cool to see people like sharing cherries and like like them picking cherries. And s- someone texted me a clip of another podcast this weekend, and I was like, they were like, go to time such and such and such and such. And I was like, don't tell me to go to minute thirty five. Like, pick the cherry. Send, send it, it to me. me. Um, and then let's talk a little bit about um, last week's episode. I thought it was great, and 
I really enjoyed having him. And, it, and it's just so funny to me when you read the comments. I haven't read all the comments. So I want to know what you read. Well, it's so funny because some comments are like, oh my God, what a great episode. Uh-huh. So crazy. Y'all ate the, the termite, you know. Some people did know who Sonny was. Like mm-hmm. they had already watched his videos before and knew it and thought it was so weird that like two worlds collided. They were like, I love Steve Trevino and I love watching Sonny. Like the fact that that came together in a weird but way. But then the liked. other comments are like, Worst podcast ever. I don't like it when you have guests. You know what? There are people who really don't like the guests. The guests. I don't know why I couldn't say that. But there are some people who just like this standard format and don't like the guests. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, I wonder. Don't, I, don't, is, I don't get it. And and I, I enjoy having guests. Uh-huh. I mean, I enjoy having guests because... You know, I'm, I'm, again, I'm very interested in people. Yes. And for us, it gives us kind of a break. Yeah. Right? Well, I wonder, I know you don't like things to be overproduced, and I know that is not the nature of a podcast to be overproduced like that. It's supposed to be like a free-form conversation. But I wonder if maybe it's because things are kind of all over the place when we have a guest and people don't know what to expect. Like, would they like it more if we prepped them for the guest better? Or if we said, Hey, we're having this person on, what do you want to hear us talk about? And we like, well, I think we kind of meet in the middle. I think, I think we need to start doing, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, me and you in the beginning, and then using that last five minutes to talk about our guest, why we're excited that guest is here Mm -hmm. and then bring them on. And then that way, um, the audience gets a little bit of both. They get, they get our conversation, what we're doing, how we're doing it, how our life's going, how our kids are doing, and then they get the special guest. Yeah. Right? So, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed Sonny. I, I think he's a very um, very interesting guy. Yeah. Um, you were motivated by him. I was. There were things that, like, after... I mean, I guess I, I did not know what to expect, and there were things he said after our conversation that, like, really resonated with me, and you and I had a separate discussion about them off-camera, And I think for the people who didn't like the episode, like, I think that's one of the great things is when something happens in the discussion, but you're thinking about it afterwards and the conversation, the discussion continues. Like, that's really cool to me. What was it for you? Um, One of the things he said that I thought was very much you is he... He, he was careful in the way he worded it because you could tell he didn't want to come across as egotistical. But he said one of the things about being an innovator or successful is being able to rally a group and make them think the impossible or the seemingly impossible is possible, right? And that's progress and that's forward movement and that's innovation and, and all of those things. And um that is you, you with me all of the time. I'm always feeling like, holy fuck, how are we going to get all this done? Or, oh my gosh, how are we going to make this happen? And you just keep pushing forward. And even the when you pitch something or you have an idea, it is with such gumption. And you actually really do have a talent for making people think it's possible because you made me think it's possible. Like, But, but I think I've also proven that it's, I've, I've done it. Yeah. You know, I keep doing it and I keep accomplishing, you know, goals, but, and I forget who said it or it was a meme or something, but somebody goes, I, I, I I enthusiastically told 400 people my idea. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Out of those 400, 50 of them thought it was a good idea. 
Okay. Out of those 50, 10 of them said that they would get involved. Uh-huh. Out of those 10, one person actually got involved. I think I've heard something like you know, this. It's just like, yeah, actually put it into action. You put it into action. Yeah. And, and and I've said it a million times that that nobody nobody wants to help nobody wants to start building the train to push it. You have to build the train and then you start pushing it. And then once it's going down the tracks, people go, I'll help you push it and go faster. Yeah. Right? Because you already built the train. You're already you're already pushing yeah. it. I'll get behind you. Let's go do this thing. That's why there's a thing called proof of concept, right? Well, like, I mean, it's it's like, you know, Ponch and I with with Raul Western, we, we talked about it forever. Forever, you know, and, and Ponch is the one that built the train. Yeah. And and because <laughs> I'm doing comedy, I wasn't able to to help him build that train, but now I'm here as a partner and a teammate to, to push it along. Yeah. But it was Ponch's uh, gut and grit to go, I really want to do this. I think it's a great idea, Steve. Let's freaking do it. Yeah. And then here we are, you know, and, and everywhere I, I mean, I wore the shorts, the, the shirts and in, in, I wear them every week in Kansas. And I can't tell you how many people were like, where do I get that shirt? That shirt's great. And I'm so proud to go, oh, they're, they're ours. Yeah. You know, here, take a picture of the label, right? So uh, it was Poncha's grit and Poncha's decision to go, hey, I'm going to do this, right? And I think, I think Rick's one of those people. You yeah. Know, you look at Rick and, and where Rick and I started, you know, to all of a sudden 15, 20 years later go, oh shit, Rick, you, you made it. And then Rick to go, hey, Steve, I noticed you made it. <laughs> Let's do this together, right? Yeah. Um, but Rick, do you, do you feel like a lot of times you were having to, to build the train and start pushing it first? I, I think you said that perfectly. And going back to what, you know, getting people on board, like every time you call with an idea, your enthusiasm, you just, you instantly go, oh yeah, that could work. And like, who knows how it's going to work, but you're like, yeah, <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> so, well, Steve once told me too, he was like, cause I say Steve's like an idea man. He always has so many ideas and I'm like, how do we, we can't physically, we can't make all these ideas happen. So how do we filter through all of the ideas? And Steve told me one time that he just, he's like, nope, I just keep pitching them and I keep talking to them. And I think it was like your theory of 400 people. You're like, not everyone is going to love every idea. And it's about finding the right people, the people who can put things into action and an idea that they are excited and care enough about. But I will say that that is why, and, and that joke that I'm doing right now about me and you and how we're different people. And I shit on ideas. Right. Well, <laughs> Is that where we're going? No, what, where I'm going with this is that, that, <laughs> that I don't think that I could be as successful as I am without you. Yeah. And I think that you can't be as successful as you are without me. For sure. And I am a get it done. Let's go. Let's uh -huh. go. And you're a, let me make sure everything's perfect. And if I were to leave you alone, it would never be perfect enough and we'd never get it done. Uh -huh. And if you were to leave me alone, it would get done. But it would be crooked. It would be crooked. <laughs> Right, um, like my chicken coop. If you look at it, it's a little, it's a little crooked, and, but it looks and, good. And the yeah. chickens keep getting eaten. <laughs> uh -oh. But but no, I I honestly believe that that you know when a, when a when a go getter and a doer meets a perfectionist, 
mm-hmm. that we are able to accomplish goals very well. Yeah. Um, a lot longer than I would like and a lot faster than you would like. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's what's what, you know, and, and I don't think me and you could be any more different. Yeah. When it comes to personality types, when it comes to- Our working to methods. Working methods. I mean, oh my God, I rolled up today from the airport and I'm like, why are there 18 trucks and vehicles in my freaking driveway? We had- That's what it felt like. We had four pool guys here. Uh-huh. We had three electricians. We had two um, framers. Uh-huh. We had two- Three tile people, one being your brother, uh-huh. you know, which by the way, you know, and I love your brother and I love your family yeah. and I love, I love, you know, uh, Raymond's energy and, and yeah. when junior comes over, man, he's like, let's party, let's have a good time. It was, it was really cool today to actually see him in his element in work mode In work mode. Uh-huh. You know, I, I felt like that with, um, um, Shelby's husband, oh, uh-huh. you know, when I met, when I met, um, Dwayne, yep. Shelby's husband, um, he's a chiropractor. He is. Well, I'm gonna get to that, but yes, but you know, I met him and he's, he was kind of goofy and he dresses kind of loud. He's one of those guys that dresses in the, the fancy shirts, and, uh-huh. you know, and I liked him. The jeans with the rhinestone pockets. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. And, and you know, anytime we see each other, he's, he's so good at giving me shit. I give him shit. Uh-huh. You know, he gets mad cause he's never beaten me in horseshoes. Right. And we always talk shit. So then I end up going to his chiropractor practice uh-huh. where he actually also works on my dad and I needed something very quickly. I called up Shelby. I'm like, can he squeeze me in? She's like, yes, I get there. And then all of a sudden Dwayne in his element. In his he, scrubs? No. Well, he was so, in like um, khaki pants uh, and tucked in shirt and a tie. Uh-huh. And, and then, I mean, he knew his shit. They sat down with me. He's like, we're doing this. We're doing that. I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to do this. We're going to do an x-ray here. Yeah. And let me explain to you what's going on here. And I was like, the fuck is this guy? Yeah. You know, so it was cool to see Raymond in the same way today. Uh-huh. You know, I walk in there and his employees like, talk to me, boss. And he was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Yeah. That's what I think we need to do. This is this way. We need to fix this. And I mean, he was fucking on it. Yeah. So it was really cool to see him kind of in his, in his element. Doing what know, he does. Yeah. Doing, doing what he does. And, and uh, again, I noticed the, the that my family. I didn't. I didn't know this about him before, but he has a little bit of the OCD the same way that I do. A little bit. Yeah. You, your dad, Rebecca. OCD is fuck. <laughs> Dude, every time we're all together, all the people that married y'all, your mom included, <laughs> we always give each other a look like. We love someone hard. with OCD. Yeah, it's hard. Oh, well, I'll make you guys t-shirts next year. This At Thanksgiving this year, all the women got matching aprons. Next year, the spouses will all get a we love someone with OCD t-shirt. With a teardrop. <laughs> with a, just a sad. We always say that that me and April and, and Sean, we always joke that, that we need to go on a vacation, just us. Where we get served. Where people oh, take care of us. Don't say that. That's where people that, take that care of us. That happens to you every weekend in a green room, Mr. <laughs> Trevino. Do not fall for this. No sympathy for you. <laughs> oh, but uh, dude, I'm laughing. Delilah's doing so well with her potty training. I think she's almost potty trained. Well, you say that because you're not the one in the laundry room hosing her butt down when she's <laughs> pooped all over herself. But no, but she's, no. she's going through the... She's going it's through the... Sometimes the poop um, just comes on a little fast and it catches her by surprise. Well, she's a Trevino. <laughs> Um, it does seem like a Trevino trait. Yes. Um, no, but she's in the phase. She's in the phase of 
if I'm distracted, having a good time, <clears throat> I don't want to stop what I'm doing. Yeah, no, you're totally right because um, I'm literally at Petco paying for the fish and the tank and the rocks and the, you know, like all this stuff. And it's a sweet little like almost retired woman at the register, like asking me for my email to sign up for Petco points. And she can't get my email right. She keeps misspelling my name. And Delilah's like, I have to pee. And I'm like, oh my God, not right now. There's a line of people. Our stuff is already like all on the belt. Like, come on. So I told Garrett, I was like, Garrett, can you take her? And the lady's like, it's in the back corner. I'm like, Garrett, please take her. And the poor lady's like taking so long. Finally, I was like, can I just type it? Is that okay? I need to get to my my seven-year-old who just took my two-year-old to the potty. Anyway, they are they are back, and I hear Delilah giggling, and I was like, "Well, she's either walking out of the restroom butt naked, or oh, she did it, or, or this went successfully." And they did. Before I could check out and finish paying, they'd gone to the restroom and already come back up to the register. I was like, oh, "Thank God!" Oh, you know, Garrett's such a good big brother. Yeah, he's such a good big brother, and and you know, when she was smaller, or younger, Garrett would go, "When is she gonna want to play with me?" And I want to play with my sister. And, and now it's cool to see them. Dragging her on a blanket. Oh, my the God. Yeah. They play. They hang out. You know, and he's really sweet with her. And he's, he's so good to her. And, and But she's doing good um, with, yeah, her, except, with her potty except, training. Except However, the one time she pooped on a rug in Kirkland's. I don't think I even told you that story. Yeah, you did. <laughs> However, we've gotten to the point where when she pees, we all go crazy. Good job, Delilah. Delilah peed in the potty. Not really. Yeah. Come on. So Not now, really. now when she pees in the potty and nobody says anything, she's like, I peed in the potty. <laughs> where's my where's my flowers? Right? Like, it's awesome. Um all right. Well, I missed you. It, it was a long week. It was. The kids missed you. Garrett, um, Delilah woke up right before he left for school this morning. So he went to go pull her out of her crib. And she goes, she was upset. She started to cry. She goes, daddy wakes me. Daddy wakes me. I know. Like, so I, I miss my babies. I missed you. You look very beautiful today in your you. in your evening gown or whatever that it is. is. It is a sweater um, dress. It is simply a sweater dress with my bra hanging out the side. That's okay. And, and the funny part is, you know, you know how in my show, I always say that, you know, in that new joke that I'm doing, I always say that, man, you know, I screwed up and married a beautiful woman. Yeah. Right. Um, I go and people always go, oh, wow. Right. Like, oh, that's your wife, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and then I do the joke about people saying, well, she must be with him for money, blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, Felix and his friends are in, in the green room with me. And then one of the women follows us. And she was like, oh, do you have any new pictures of Delilah that I haven't seen? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. So on my reel that I showed her was our family picture. And then the, her dude was like, can I see? And I'm like, yeah. And then he, he sees you and goes, oh, wow, dude. Your wife's hot. And I'm like, fuck you. I literally tell that joke on stage. Why can't I get a hot wife? Um, but we do have to go. Uh, we missed you guys. We appreciate you guys always continuing to support. I won't eat worms or termites or whatever the heck I ate last week anymore. It wasn't that bad. No. It wasn't that bad. No, it was, it was, bad. It was bad. Rick, any questions before we go? Now that, you know, here, I would love to know your guys' true thoughts about what that tasted like. It didn't taste bad. No, it tasted it, like, it was like basically in sake. So the first bite just tasted like, which I don't particularly like sake. It tasted like you're having a shot of sake. It was not till... I felt the dirt 
that the termite must have eaten that well, I was really grossed out. Let me out. ask you this. And the feet. When you said, if you had not said before when you ate yours that you could like taste the little feet. It was I could like, feel them on my tongue. Once I knew about the feet, I couldn't get past the so, feet. So that's my question. If you were blindfolded, didn't know what it was, didn't see it, and I said, here, eat this. It was crunchy sake. That's it. But, but, but it was like, I, no one likes to eat sand, right? Like when you're at the beach and you accidentally get a little sand in your mouth and you're yeah. like, oh, it was like sake with sand. Yeah. And then, and then, cause you knew that there was legs. You're like, oh, those are yeah. legs. Yeah. Then I couldn't get are, past the legs. Those are little legs. Yep. That I just ate. Yeah. You know, and this I, is why I would never do naked and afraid. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't, uh, you know, I, I, I knew that if somebody else could do it, I could do it. Well, sure, you can do it, but do you want to do it? No, I'm not eating a queen termite again. Check, it, check that one off the list. But it's, I mean, I, it, it, I'm sure that people think we're crazy. You know, when I was a kid and my dad would take me to the bars with him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pick that, Terry. Yeah. No. Um, my dad would always take me to the bars, hand me up a fistful of quarters, and uh-huh. I'd play pool and, and watch my dad get hammered. Oh, and that's drive. not what I thought then, you were going to say. Then, I thought no, you were going to say something there. way worse. And then he'd drive me home drunk and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, badass shit. Um, no, on the bar, uh-huh. there used to be pickled pig's feet. I've heard pickled pig's feet is a thing. I've never had pickled and, pig's and feet. And every once in a while, there'd be a dude in there or a pickled egg. Yeah. And there'd be a dude in there that would be eating one. And I'd be like, what the fuck? But I like pickles. So, I don't like sake. So what I'm saying is that I'm sure that eating pickled pig's feet, somebody around the world has never seen it and doesn't understand. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, like, it's like when I, when we would go to Mexico to visit family uh-huh. and they would do mole. Yes. In Mexico, they would leave the chicken foot in there. Why is there a chicken foot in mole? I've had mole before. They would they would leave the chicken foot in the mole for whatever reason. And me and my cousin Gabe, Lori's husband, would mm-hmm. be like, what the fuck? And the kids next to us were like chewing on the chicken foot. We're like, oh my God, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Right? So it's just, yeah. you know, it's what are you... What is normal to you? What are yeah. you used to? What is, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Rick, it didn't, it didn't taste like anything, but. It tasted like sake like with sake. sand in it. Yeah. And I don't like sake, so that doesn't help me. All right. No more questions. Any more questions, Rick? <laughs> nope. Uh, oh, and then I forget who it was, front row, and, and I'm probably, I wish, I, I wish she would have told me her name, but she was like, next time Renee better come to visit us. And I said, mm-hmm. I said, honey, I said, I don't think Kansas City is high on Renee's. No, you make it sound like I am a snob about where I go and where I don't go. I'm a snob. Yes. But it it's with the kids too. Like it's just with two kids, it's a lot harder to travel than with just one. And now Garrett is also in school. So our traveling is definitely not as much as it was before. Yes. Um, and, and very quickly, oh my gosh, guys, we are so close to raising a million dollars this year for veterans. So close. Our physical year of fundraising ends at the end of February. At your annual event. At our annual event. So please, please, please go to helicoptersforheroes.com. $1, $5, $10, whatever. We're desperately trying to get there. It'll be a huge, huge year for me to be able to say that me, 
collectively with the group at Helicopters for Heroes raised a million dollars, it would be amazing. And remember, we are 96% give back. 96% give back. Yeah. We are public knowledge. You can go look it up. Feel free to. We are, And we work very hard to stay above 95%. So please, please, please give. Helicoptersforheroes.com.org.net. Please, 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 I want to hit a million. And nothing would make me happier than to announce that on this podcast. So we love you guys. Thank you for your continued support. Let's continue as a group and as a family to do great things. Thank you. Thank you.